What's up, Rooted Fam? Hey. Happy uh, whatever day it is that you're listening to this. It's Saturday for us, though. Um, it's so good to be back with y'all regularly each week. It's your girl, Doe, one half of the Rooted Life. And welcome to season five of the Rooted Life podcast, where we help people pursue wholeness in the areas of faith and relationships. So, y'all, we got the podcast. Mm-hmm. We got our Instagram at Rooted Life Podcast. We What's got. Up? devotionals and merch and so much more but we decided that this season we would talk all about friendships because let's be real adult friendships are hard and there's really no manual for getting them right girl you could say that again they are so (laughs) difficult to navigate so we just wanted to help folks learn to thrive in their in their friendships and i feel like our last episode really did that so in episode two of of this season we talked about the five tools we need for healthy friendships commitment Mm. Communication, consistency, compassion, and confession. And we even share some personal stories about how these tools have played out in our lives and how we've gotten it wrong. So if you all haven't checked that episode out, be sure to listen to it. So Doe, as you kind of think back on that second episode, mm-hmm. what part blessed you the most? You know, first off, I was thinking about like, damn, we really put a lot of stuff out there <laughs> in that last episode. We really did. Uh, there were a lot of different scenarios that we talked through, but I think it was cool to see that on the other side of the discomfort, it's just mm-hmm. like, a lot of, I don't know, reconciliation, redemption, just even like the safety of knowing, okay, I moved through it. It felt weird, but I feel better on the <laughs> other side. And I think that's worth it. Um, I think I'm just still learning how important it is to be clear about mm-hmm. how you feel and what you need, what you don't like, all those things that you don't learn until you're an adult. Yep. We worked through that this morning. Actually, <laughs> Look at us. We moved Look through at discomfort. us. Working through conflict. <laughs> so yeah, that episode, even listening back, I was like, wow, those are so many great gems. So I yeah. was grateful that we were able to go through that and then use those experiences to help other people. Mm-hmm. So for this episode, before we get into the good stuff, let's go ahead and jump into these grows and glows. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I can I can kick us off because father knows I am like growing and also yeah. like, am I glowing? I don't know. We're glowing. Am I? Okay. You're glowing. So the grow is like, I'm working on not getting an attitude when somebody else get attitude. Yeah. <laughs> When other people get attitude, I get it. I'm like, why are you immediately, upset? Immediately. Immediately. I'm over here. Why are you upset? Yeah. So earlier this week, uh, someone got defensive about, I was like, hey, can we do this? Blank, blank, blank. It wasn't you, by uh-huh. the way. I was, I was like, are we, are was, you sub-podcasting me? <laughs> it's not about you. Okay, great. Somebody else, I had a question, and I feel like their response was defensive. And so naturally, I want to match that energy. I'm like, well, let me meet you with more defensiveness. Yeah. I'm like, that does not... Help. So I want to do a better job about just responding in kindness Mm -hmm. and more grace and not matching people's energy. Mm, That's real. Because I'd be wanting to match the energy. It's very real. Mm. But that's not gracious and it's not, and it doesn't actually get me to the solution that I want. It doesn't even help the the issue. So Mm -hmm. I've realized that about myself this week. So that's my grow. My glow is I feel like I'm doing better job of like guarding my time. I've been mm. really thinking about how I don't want to move back to my pre-COVID schedule being booked and busy mm. every single night. Okay. Because that wasn't healthy for me and I was stretching myself too thin. So I'm just finding myself being like, mm, can't make it. Nope, can't do it. Yep. And also my job is more like requires more of me in some ways emotionally. Um, so I've been spending a lot of time resting at home, honestly. It's just great. not like I don't have plans this weekend or even next week. Well, we do have plans next weekend, but I haven't been before COVID. I would like have my whole month planned mm-hmm. out like every night. I know what I'm doing this time around. I'm like, no, let's just see what happens. So that's nice. I'm feeling good about that. I feel like I'm just guarding my time better. Mm-hmm. I like that. I feel similarly. I like that. I've been trying to leave Saturday nights for me. Like mm-hmm. if I don't have to. I'm not putting anything on a Saturday night. Like we that. do this all day, and then I may have some sort of friend brunch or something. I got a birthday brunch today. Mm-hmm. But after that, 
I'm Baby. like Saturday evenings. That's me coasting into Sunday. Black so I love time. that. Yes, a little black cinema <laughs> Saturdays. You already knew. Um, okay, well, love those. So my grow this week, I think, is just about watching my words. Like, mm. I think anytime I'm going through something tough or, I don't know, if I'm just irritated or annoyed or just frustrated with life, like, I'm very snippy with my words. Mm. And so I just want to be better about that. And really, it was brought to my attention when our friend Jordan shared that prayer with us this week called oh, The Convicting yeah. Spirit. And the line that really hit me that said, uh, follow him, not murmuring under trials, but yeah. thankful for my state. And what I realized is that my my language is not thankful enough when mm. I am upset. Mm-hmm. And the funny part about it is when you are grateful in the midst of adversity, your attitude does change as it a does. result of like speaking that thankfulness out. So yeah. that's my grow. Um, so please hold me accountable there. Mm-hmm. And uh, my glow is that like my quiet time has just been really sweet lately. Hey. I am reading through Hebrews mm. and just learning so much about just like how Jesus is better than everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know that, but then when you start to read about it in the context of like, he's better than Moses and he's better mm-hmm. than the law and he's mm-hmm. better than this. And just like the deep dive of like, he really is the greatest thing ever. Mm. And I just love that. So yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually studying something similar in Philippians about him being the best thing. So that's so interesting that in, that we're studying something similar. Mm. Didn't even know it. Well, like Doe said, this podcast season is all about friendships. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to kick off the season by talking about something that I don't feel like I've really heard a lot of people talk about. And that's how to navigate a season when you don't really have any friends. Mm-hmm. This could be because you moved to a new city or maybe you've matured and outgrown some of your older friendships. Or you might just be in a season of transition. But no matter what, like that season is just, oh, father, painful. It's lonely. It's hard. Like we've both been there desiring and praying for friendships mm-hmm. and just not having them or even not even knowing the people to build those friendships with. Yeah. So everything we share today, as always, is from our personal experiences. And honestly, we've made a lot of mistakes, particularly in this season. Mm-hmm. So we figured it makes sense to just share some of the do's and don'ts of this season. Yeah. What you think? I think that's great. And I think I mean, I'm just I love that we're starting from a place of not assuming that people have friendships, yeah. <laughs> you know, talking about the friendship season is like, well, sometimes you're in a place where you don't have friends. Mm-hmm. So I love that we're going to give some context there just to kind of help people walk through that. Yeah. Um, I know when I first moved to DC, I spent most of my time in the gym or in my room because I legit had like nobody to hang out with. Like mm-hmm. it was just you. And even at the time, like we hadn't really like built our foundation of being like close, close friends mm-hmm. yet. So True. I was living in the house, but we weren't even really like going out and doing things together. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited about this for people. So we're going to start with the don'ts first. I'll mm-hmm. tell y'all what we think y'all shouldn't do uh, when it comes to being in this season. Yeah. So first thing, don't compromise the quality of your friendships just to increase the quantity. That is mm. good. Say that again so people can hear Come it. on now. Don't compromise the quality of your friendships just to increase the quantity. Uh, quantity. Uh, uh. So I think sometimes we want something so much that it creates this sense of desperation in yeah. our lives that we'll do anything just to have anything. And that's not really a great place to be operating from. Mm-mm. And so when we compromise the quality of our friendships, it can be two things. And I think the first is that like, We'll just hang out with whoever's around. Yep. It's convenient, proximity, we work with them, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're not even using wisdom as a lens to determine, like, is this actually beneficial for yep. me? Is this person helping me grow? None of that. We're just like, we want companionship, and that's a very real need. So mm-hmm. sometimes you'll just fill it with whoever is there. And I think, you know, we have to remember that if we're going to cultivate relationships that aren't 
good fits for us, eventually we're going to be influenced by those people. Mm-hmm. So it's not as simple as like, oh, it's fine. I'm not, re- I'm not hanging out with them that much. It's like, uh, you spend enough time around somebody, even a few times, they influence who you become. That's and true. so we have to be aware of that in our lives. And I think, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean like let everybody go who doesn't seem like a great friend. But if you have to think about if I was not in this season of loneliness, would I be friends with that person? Mm. And if the answer is no, then maybe you need to reevaluate that friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think the second scenario that can happen when we're compromising quality is that we backtrack mm-hmm. to friendships that we know we have no business being in. And we have to remember, like, the friendship ended for a reason. Yeah, that's true. You know, or it did not work out, whether it's even if it's a romantic relationship, like, it didn't work out for a reason. Mm-hmm. So there's no need for us to go back just because we're feeling lonely or mm-hmm. bored. A lot of times for me, bored. <laughs> and and then we end up going back knowing good and well, we moved on for a good reason. So just trust the fact that that friendship ended for a reason and be content in that space so you don't have to reopen wounds that have already healed. Yeah, and I love how you talked about just the desperation. I just think about, honestly, mm. the worst decisions I've made in my life mm. all came from desperate being just desperate for yep. anybody. But your yeah. time and your space and, and what God is giving you is more valuable than yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Everyone's not, shouldn't be privy to it, honestly. So nope. I love that you said that, and I feel convicted. So I'll be <laughs> praying about that tonight. Okay. The second thing y'all don't want to do is don't fall into negative thinking. And I think this is something I'm trying to work through is like, Anytime I go through a hard season or hardship, my first thing must be like, I did something wrong. God's mm. mad at me. And it's like, just because you're going through a difficult season doesn't necessarily mean something is wrong with you. And that's yeah. the result. Like the hardship is because something's wrong with you. And I think, you know, in seasons where I haven't had the kind of friends I want, like I've had thoughts like I'll never have any friends mm. or I don't have any friends because I'm too blank. Or if I were more blank, maybe then I would have friends. But yep. like, All that is just negative thinking that's not only harmful, but usually rooted in lies from the enemy. And Pastor Louie actually had a book um, came out recently that's called, like, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. Mm -hmm. And just talking about how, like, the enemy will just scoot up to your table one little lie. God's prepared a whole table for you and him to commune. Mm. Enemy scoots up one little lie. And it turns into the snowball effect of all these lies that aren't true. And so I think that when you're in a difficult season like we talked about, when you talked about your glow about like the negative words comes Mm -hmm. from negative thinking and Mm -hmm. it's like little lies he gives you little over and over that kind of just prevent you from seeing the good in the season. And so Mm -hmm. I think, um, unhealthy mindset can lead to unhealthy action, unhealthy words, and then unhealthy behavior. And it honestly ends up sabotaging the very thing that we desire, which is like healthy friendships. Yep, so yep. y'all don't fall for this trick of the enemy. Don't fall into negative thinking. Mm, that is really, really good. I love the the streamline of how your thoughts turn into your words, which often, which often turn into your actions. Mm-hmm. And it just like spirals. And so kind of yeah. stopping it there at the thoughts of like, okay, I'm in this season, but I won't be here forever. Yeah. Like it's a season for a reason. So yeah, yeah that's real good, Mo. Real good. Um, okay, so the third don't, y'all, mm, this is one, one that uh, I, I have fallen victim to many mm-hmm. a time and still do. Don't self-soothe your loneliness with poor habits. That's good. Yeah, so good. it's like, you know, I think this one resonates with me because I have a tendency to have addictive personality. So mm-hmm. I know anything that I like, I can just go overboard mm-hmm. with it. And me so too. I have to be really mindful about having boundaries around those things. Yeah. And when you're thinking about relationships, you know, because of 
the pain that you may experience there or the loneliness, we're not even just talking about like, oh, I'm drinking more or I'm smoking weed or whatever the thing is, like I'm filling it with these other more taboo habits, if you will. Mm -hmm. But it could be as simple as like, I'm filling all of my time with Netflix now right? because I just don't want to think about the fact that I'm by myself. But because I am obsessed with this one thing now, I'm not spending any time with God or I'm choosing not to be reading my Bible Mm -hmm. or reading a book or just anything else. And so if something has become the way that I try to determine, okay, has this become a poor habit? I literally think about like, what if I had to go without this thing for two weeks Mm. and whatever my reaction to that is, I'm Mm. like, "Mm, I'm a little more attached to this than I want to admit. And I have, I've done that many a time where I'm like, I could let this go. And I'm like, go without it for two weeks. I'm like, no. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, you need to go without it then, girl. So I think it's just a good reminder that like it can be easy to try to fill that void with other things. Um, But we should be using that time doing some other stuff. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about those healthy habits. We talked about what not to do, which is helpful, but we Mm -hmm. need to replace the don'ts with the do's. Come on now. Let's go ahead and get into that. I think the first one, which is kind of an obvious one, maybe, is like leaning to God. Maybe. Um, And you hinted at this a second ago, but during hard season, it's so easy to fall back on those old unhealthy habits, but God desires that we fall back on him. Um, And he wants to be invited. Like he's not too busy to sit and listen and and commune with you. Like you're his child. So he loves when you come to him and say like, this season's hard. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fake it and be like, oh, no, this season's hard. God, I don't understand why I'm irritated. Like help me to have a better perspective and like share your heart with him. And I think after that, like also asking him, like, what is the lesson here? Like, Mm. what are you trying to teach me? Like, how can I leave this season better than I entered it? And I think so often we miss the lesson because they're busy complaining about the hardship. He's like, I'm trying to develop something (laughs) in you. You complain the whole way through. Literally me. Something I've been thinking about in hard season is like, I don't want to look back on the season and I complain my whole way through. Come on. I just don't want that to be my story. Like, I want it to be better than that. And so I think... I think when you go to God and express to him how it's difficult, I think something about that softens your heart towards yep. the hardship because he shifts your perspective and you're reminded that he's good and faithful. And you're like, mm-hmm. it might be hard, but I can keep walking through this. Um, and I think also just asking him like how you can grow as a result of this season and being open to the fact that like he wants to stretch and mature you. And sometimes complaining is a, is a form of resistance of being mm. like, God, I don't want to go through what you've put in front of me. But I think that when we just submit and we're open, we can trust that he has good plans for us. He can mature us to who we need to be so that when he does send the friendships, we can actually steward them. Cause honestly, if he has sent those friends that we have now mm-hmm. back then, baby terrible wouldn't have worked. No, they'd be worked, gone. Period. They'd be gone. I like what you said though. Uh, complaining is a form of resistance. Oof. Yeah. All right, Holy Spirit. That uh, hit me. I'm like, where did it come from? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's really good. Uh, so another thing that we want to do is pour into our existing relationships. Yes. Like, it's so easy to be desiring this other relationship. We completely neglect all the ones that we do have. Yes. And I always laugh about this with us because when I first moved to D.C., mm-hmm. I'm living in your house and I'm like, Lord, I would really love a best friend <laughs> and someone who loves me, wants to spend time with me. And it's just like a good friend to me. And then here you go walking in every day. And I'm like, no, Lord, I would really love a best friend. And then we start spending more time together, blah, blah, blah. And obviously, like, the best of friends. And I'm like, oh, I could have been pouring into it even sooner. Um, but I was so focused on whatever it was that I thought I wanted that I missed the the friendship that was right in front mm. of me. And I think a lot of us do this sometimes because we're we're focused on like the the deficit instead of looking at what we have in front of us. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the encouragement there is like, y'all, 
you've got some relationships in your life, That's whether true. it's your family, whether it's people at work. It may not be like the core community that you're looking for, but you mm-hmm. can be practicing all of those five C's that we talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. You could be f- focusing and practicing all of those with the existing relationships. So when, if and when the, the relationships that you're looking for come to pass, you have already worked through some of those things that are going to help you have the healthier friendships later on. That is convicting. Mm. I think on a lot of different areas. Because, like, even if you are hoping to be married or hoping for a relationship it, yeah. or, like, you want different kind of coworkers, it's like you get tunnel vision about, like, who you want them to be yes. or upset because they're not the way that you designed or, you know, imagine your life that you forget, like, God has still put you in those people's yep. life and you can still steward it well. And mm-hmm. I think even as we were talking earlier about, like, I want more black friends. And so if I only focus on the fact that I don't have as many black friends as I want, mm-hmm. then I'm going to, like, just not do a good job stewarding who God has placed in my life, who mm-hmm. are great and loving and wonderful people. But if I get so tunnel vision on how I think my life should look mm-hmm. like, I miss out on the life that God has given me that yes. I could steward well and honor well. Yeah, that's so good. So good. I'm feeling really convicted, like extra, <sighs> extra yeah. convicting sauce on this. <laughs> Which is so funny because this episode is about a season with no friends. <laughs> And we're at a place now where we're like, thanks God for the community and still getting drunk. Just red to pieces. <laughs> that just goes to show y'all the Holy Spirit. He moving every season really in does. every life with every person. And he's because, always, oh, sorry. No. Yeah. I'm say he's always growing and maturing you. So I think some of us think that the grass is greener. Like, okay, well, once I have friends, mm-hmm. life is going to be, and he's like, no, in that season, guess what? Still. There's still things you got to learn. Still. Still stuff you got to work through. Like yep. the learning and growing never stops because he's trying to bring us into the fullness of who he's created right, us to be. Right, right, So I think that is uh, a word. A word. It kind of gets us to the next thing you should do. Prepare for the friends that you want. And you've talked about this a little bit, but I think um, so often when I'm thinking about my old friendships, I'm thinking about all the things they could have done better. Mm-hmm. Well, they weren't communicative <laughs> and they did this. And it's like, baby, what did you do? Yeah. Who, who were you? And it takes a lot of maturity to reflect on your role in mm-hmm. relationships that didn't work out well. It yep. takes maturity to be accountable for the part that you play. And it takes courage to be real with yourself and be like, okay, maybe they weren't the most healthy, but if I was in a relationship with them, there's probably a part of me that's also unhealthy because I was attracted to that at some point. Um, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sit in that for a second. Every time I think about people, particularly people that I dated that were toxic, that means there's a part of me that's also toxic. Because I was attracted to that. Yes, Even in friendships. Absolutely. There's something about me that liked that part that. of them. Yeah. yeah. That means there's something in me that's unhealthy that Correct. I need to deal with. Yep. That's so good. But if I'm so busy pointing the finger, I never take time to be like, well, what in my heart liked the fact that they gossip and talk about mm. people all the time? Mm. Why did I like that? You know, and not in a judgmental place, but like really being curious about God, show me the place in my heart that was attracted to that dysfunction. Yeah. Cause that's not, how I want to live my life, and mm. I, but it takes courage to have those kind of conversations. Cause it's hard to see what reveal things to you. And you're like, that's, that's ugly. That's ugly. Mm-hmm. We still dealing with that. We still dealing that's with it. Ugly. Yeah. But like we talked about earlier on the other side of that discomfort is healing yes. and greater self-awareness yes. and insight. So I think just wrapping it all up is like, take time to be reflective and prayerful about your friendships. So that you can learn and grow, mm-hmm. you can become a better friend to yourself and be prepared to become a better friend to other people. That's so good, Mo. That's so good. And I think the last part, just even to support that, is like, do the work. Yeah. Like, you got to put yourself out there, gotcha. y'all. Like, you, we really cannot expect to build friendships and we sitting in the house. <laughs> By ourselves, complaining about the fact that we don't have friendships. And so I'm just thinking about, you know, real life scenario. When we first started going to Passion, like, 
there's, you know, at our church, they call them door holders, which essentially people who serve and volunteer. And I remember I went to the church for a year mm, before I became a door holder <laughs> and was just fine with it. But was like, I ain't got no friends here. Like was groping, um, groping. <laughs> I hope you weren't. <laughs> I was not groping people, um, griping mm-hmm. and complaining about the fact that I didn't have friends. Yeah. And I remember you became a door holder literally almost like a couple months in mm-hmm. that summer. Mm-hmm. And I remember you didn't find your people immediately, but you mm-hmm. did get to meet people. You did start to form relationships. You did yeah. in our friendship. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I was talking to such and such. I'm like, who is that? I'm, I don't know people because I'm not putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. So finally, I'm like, OK. I'll start going to community group. I'll be a door holder. I'll Mm -hmm. do these things. And I didn't find my people immediately either. Mm -hmm. But eventually, because I was putting forth the effort, I ended up finding my folks. And so that's my encouragement to just like make sure that you're stepping out there. Like there's a part that you have to do. Yes, we want to pray. Yes, we want to believe that God's going to come through. But you also got to show up. And you have to persevere and understand that, like, great people are hard to find. Come on. Like, quality people are actually rare. And sometimes I don't think we talk about that enough. Mm -hmm. Like, people who are doing the work, who are actually trying to, like, live their life to be Mm Christ-like, like, like, those people are rare. And so Mm -hmm. you cannot expect that you're going to go to one event by yourself and find your best friend that you immediately click with. But over time, it could happen. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, really just keep pushing through and keep being willing to be available and trusting that God's going to put you with the right people at the right time. That's so good. And I think that so many of my friendships have started because I'll be like, you're cool. Can we, like, let's grab coffee? Like, it doesn't have to start off with, like, the deepest conversation yes, ever. Sometimes the first step is, like, let's exchange information. I'd love to learn more about your story. Can mm-hmm. we grab coffee? Or every time we talk. Like, my friend that I met with last night, we were both door holders. And every time we would, like, be, like, serve together at church, we would just be cracking up. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, we got, like, a good vibe going. Like, yeah. let's try to be friends. And she was like, okay. And then three years later, we're still friends. But wow. I think that sometimes it's just, let's go for coffee is a good first step, mm-hmm. but we have to be willing to to face the possible rejection. I think a lot of us don't mm, put ourselves out there because we're afraid of being rejected. But it's like, if you never go for it, you never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. And most times people at least say, yeah, to coffee. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't mean y'all are going to be best friends forever, but sometimes it's like being the one to say, hey, I think we could be friends. Let's mm-hmm. try and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I know sometimes earlier when I first came to DC, I was so afraid of them being like, I don't want to be your friend that I never actually mm-hmm. just like tried to make friends. Yeah. Because yeah. no one tells you how to do that. And it's okay if y'all don't become friends yes, after that. There is. have been people that have been like, hey, let's go do something. Like, let's have coffee. And it's like, we went, we had a nice time, but we didn't really click. And that's okay. Right. Like, friendships also need chemistry the mm-hmm. same way romantic relationships do. And like, if I didn't have chemistry with you, no hard feelings. Like, mm-hmm. we had our conversation and cool. But there have been other times where I was like, I did not expect this to go. And like, right. now we're good friends, you right. know? So yeah, just being open to, I think that has been a lesson for me, being open to what they look like, where they come mm-hmm. from, all the different things, like very different people that mm-hmm. I'm now friends with. Had And had I been closed off to what that looked like, right. I'd be lacking, you right. know, the very thing that I was desiring all the along. The very thing you were desiring. Mm, man, that was good. I mean, I didn't realize how encouraging that this episode was going to be to us right uh even in a season of having friendships but yeah. i think too it just reminds me of god's faithfulness like when i think of as we talk through these scenarios and the places that we were when we were trying to find friends and putting ourselves out there and mm-hmm. all these things and it was weird and uncomfortable but then seeing now on the other side it's like god is so faithful he like is. and he has brought us so many amazing people in our lives that we've had to fight for and we've had to learn through and mm-hmm. go through but it's worth it you know yeah and i'm it's just 
with his faithfulness too. Like he gave us the friends when we were ready to receive them. That's good. Like I just always, I just am always in awe that God gives me what I need over what I want. Mm -hmm. Cause like if you have a kid and they want a lollipop, it's easier to just give them what they want so because be it'll quiet. pacify them. But, yep. if you, but he loves us enough to, to wait until we are ready to receive it. Mm -hmm. Cause he prioritizes what I need over what I want. Yep. I'm like that's a really kind God because I really God. love my friends now. And I just would not have been able to handle no. the honesty and vulnerability nope. and like accountability. Who? No. What? Yeah. I don't want to do that. So Absolutely. I love this episode. I loved how we were able just to shine, like you said, a light on a difficult season for us. And I think that people can see us online and assume that we have always had flourishing friendships oh, yes. and that this relationship has always been flourishing. So I Good think point. it's just important to show that it has been a journey yeah. that's been hard and not without mistakes. But like you said, God has been faithful. And I just want to remind people that if you are in a season like this, like you're not alone, mm -hmm. like God has a beautiful plan for your life and your community. So just keep being faithful. Yeah. Don't give up. Yeah. And even to build on that, like just because you have a certain type of friendship doesn't mean that you don't have a loneliness that exists with that's a true. different type of friendship. The yeah. same way that you were like, dang, I would love more black community. Like, I mean, we go to an all-white church, so it's hard to fill that particular void based mm -hmm. off of our existing community. So just because we ha you have other friendships, it doesn't mean that it's like a both and. Yeah. You can also have a void somewhere else that you're like, dang, I kind of feel like I'm missing this thing. Mm -hmm. And there can still be an opportunity for God to be like, okay, you know, for you to work through that with God, yes, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, y'all, we want to make sure that y'all got some tangible tools, as mm -hmm. always, coming out. So I'm going to recap the do's and don'ts for y'all. So don't compromise quality to increase the quantity of your friendships don't fall into the trap of negative thinking and don't self-soothe with poor habits but what you do want to do in this season is lean into God pour into your existing relationships prepare for the friends that you want and put yourself out there wow that's that's thorough. good that's good he did that come on he now and just to wrap it all up just remember like I just said earlier like God has a plan and a purpose for every season of your life so if he doesn't waste a season, we shouldn't waste it either. So it's a good. season with no friends is not a waste. There's plenty of work to be done. We've outlined all the dues that you can be working on. So yeah. I just want to encourage um, everyone, honestly, to after you listen to this episode, like take some time to pray, ask God to reveal his purpose for this season in your life, whether mm -hmm. you have flourishing friendships or you don't, and ask him to give you a strategy and a plan for how you can continue to learn, grow, and thrive in the season that you're in. That is good, Mo. Uh, well, y'all, it has been so fun. This has mm. been such a great episode. Mm. Y'all be sure to follow us on IG at Rooted Life Podcast to keep up with all the things that we've got going on. And if you're listening to this episode, we would love for you to take a screenshot, post it, and tag us so we can repost you. Yep, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor, rate us five stars, and leave us a brief review telling us something you loved. And as always, we'll be back next Wednesday with another episode talking about frenemies, y'all. I know that's going to be good. We love y'all. Stay rooted.